Hello, welcome to Sports and Shorts of Sorts, Episode 5, Lou Vega's favorite number. So, welcome, and let's start every show like we do. We'll do uh, the jerseys, right? So let's think uh, big number five is, you got to think of the baseball diamond, right? Albert Pujols just retired last year, but you got Joe DiMaggio, right? Johnny Bench, George Brett, David Wright. And even Freddie Freeman, who's still playing right now. So the diamond, if you got a number five, you got some big shoes to fill. Baseball, you're, you know basketball is my thing. That's usually what I follow. And I think there's no better young guard right now than De'Aaron Fox, who rocks number five for Sacramento Kings, the playoff-bound Sacramento Kings. Just Mike Brown has been nothing but great for him. Combining Fox with Sabonis has been one of the best dynamic duos in the league. Offensively, they're phenomenal. Defensively, maybe not so much, but very exciting to watch. Solid number five. Uh, sticking with basketball, two retired guys that jump out. Jason Kidd, Hall of Famer. Not uh, very happy right now with his Mavs not making the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that's the whole Kyrie, Luka thing didn't really work, but we'll get more to that later. Another five, Jalen Rose works for ESPN. He says he is the OG Jalen. He said before him there were no Jalens, but his mom combined two names to make Jalen, and there you go. Starts all with him. And uh, going to hockey, there's a few number fives that jump out. Nicholas Lidstrom, Dennis Potvin, both... Stanley Cup winners, great people to look up to, not really a lot off the ice, but yeah, just two solid guys. The NFL was a little tougher, two quarterbacks, I thought, of Donovan McNabb, he had those great years with Andy Reid in Philly, and uh, not much else, Jeff Garcia, <laughs> up in the CFL here in Canada, we'd remember him, and he had some pretty good Pro Bowl years with the 49ers, so definitely people to you know, think of when you think of number five. But this being Easter weekend, you know, in April, you got to think of Augusta. Cue the soft piano music, the quiet Jim Nance voice. But uh, it's been a great tournament so far. Weather hasn't cooperated. You had a few trees fall down. Luckily, no one was hurt. But, uh, yeah, the third round ended this morning, this Sunday. And uh, the final round started up with Brooks Kepler with a small lead. And I was hoping he'd hold on because I put four dollars on him before the tournament. But uh, it, John Rams got the John Rams got the lead right now, and uh, he's playing pretty well. But Phil Mickelson, Phil the Thrill, threw it in the time machine, actually having no time machine. This was his best final round ever, and he is the oldest person to be finishing the top five. And if John Rom has a collapse while we're recording, Phil could end up winning this thing. So it should make for a good ending. We'll be tuning into that after the recording here. But it's Easter, you know, we got to get this recorded. we got things to do. <laughs> but uh, as I mentioned uh, with Darren Fox basketball, this is the last day of the season. All the teams are playing. Not a lot to play for. Teams kind of know where they are, know who's not in, who's in. And uh, usually not a lot happens, but just before recording, big news popped out. Rudy Gobert threw a punch in the little uh, huddle after a timeout. He threw a punch at Kyle Anderson, kind of hit him in the chest, little Draymond-esque there, immediately broken up, halftime happened. They sent Rudy Gobert home. He was 
home from the team. That's not what you want going into a play-in possible playoff situation, but it is what it is, right? Tempers flare, and we'll see what happens with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But as I did mention the play-in game, that starts on Tuesday, right away here. And what you do with those, you have the 8th and 7th seeds play. The winner of that game... They move into the playoffs. They got the seventh seed. They're locked in. The eighth, the, the loser of that game, they drop down and play the winner of the tenth, ninth game. <laughs> to win in the tenth, ninth game, plays the loser of the seventh, eighth, and that's how they figure it out. A little confusing, but they brought some more teams into the playoff mix. More money, more problems. It all works out, though, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be more into the playoffs because these play-in games are happening during the week, so we'll have a... We'll be partially into it next time we're recording, but if I have to throw two teams out there that I think could, like, it could be a lot of teams, not quite March Madness crazy, but my teams have thrown out of the LA Clippers, if healthy, they are, like, one of the best teams, and the Philadelphia 76ers. I think this is the year Joel Embiid goes over the hump and makes it, and I also think he'll get the MVP this year. It's been a three-horse race between him, Giannis, and the Joker, but I think this is the year that it's going to Embiid. Just my thoughts, but uh, we'll see. And uh, I guess there's already been two coaching changes in the NBA. Like, literally, this is the last day of the year. Steven Silas out, out of Houston, I felt that was a tough rap. When he went there, he thought he was getting James Harden, who already wanted to trade. So it's been tough for him. That job is still potentially good. There was a, a good young core there. Just need maybe one or two more vets, see what they can do going forward. And Dwayne Casey was leaving the Pistons bench to go up into the front office. I like Dwayne Casey, former Raptor coach. He's he's a solid dude, and I hope, hope the best for him. And the Pistons could be something to watch out next year with Cade Cunningham coming back. And the NHL, that season's winding up. Uh, when's the last game? February 14th, that season will be done, and the playoffs will be going. We'll have a better preview next episode as the playoffs kind of line up there. Big news, though, UFC. Uh, I didn't see the whole card, but I had to watch the uh, Adesanya fight. Israel against his rematch against Pereira. And uh, it looked like Pereira, like I don't watch tons, but it looked like Pereira was winning. Like his kicks were landing and they were pretty powerful kicks but as he was doing a little fury there tried a knee Adesanya came boom over the top and like knocked him right down he went in for one hammer punch and he's like wow this guy's done and then he did a sweet little taunt with shooting arrows at him Legolas would have been proud it was uh it's pretty weird I always find that weird in UFC where you taunt over someone knocked out you don't see that in a lot of sports anymore <laughs> you know you have a few older shots from the 70s and Muhammad Ali's famous one but you don't see it other than in combat sports but yeah it was a crazy match but uh yeah, definitely something I enjoyed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, baseball still being full swing. The, the I almost said Devil Rays, but the Tampa Bay Rays, you haven't used Devil Rays in some time back. I think the Devil is probably making a comeback, though. We might see Devil Rays again. But until then, they are off to 11-0 start. Did not see that coming. But the pitch clock has been great. Is made, uh, like, I don't tune in to tons of games throughout the year. But I've been watching, and it's been, you know, pretty... Pretty sweet. It goes by real quick. Not as many, you know, uh, ball grabs and jersey tugs. So it's making the game a lot smoother. Unless you're into the ball grabs and jersey tugs and you're, you're probably missing out, I guess. But, uh, we'll go from there, from the diamond to the pitch. And in the Premier League, we had some, some pretty wild, uh, wild games, especially near the bottom, like it has been. You had teams like West Ham, we won. <laughs> Combine that with Wolves, who won. And who was another team that jumped out to me there? Uh, Bournemouth, they all had big wins, while Everton, Leeds, Nottingham, 
Leicester and Southampton all lost, keeping that race tight at the bottom. That race, no one wants to win. The race to going down. It just feels weird to say, but relegation adds a whole different mix from the top and the bottom. The NBA is kind of getting it with the play-in, but nothing like relegation. It really, really throws a wrench in the things. And from the bottom to the top, Arsenal were trying to stay ahead of Man City, who got that win over Southampton, but... They drew. They were up 2 nothing, looking like they were running running everything. And But just like Easter, you know, risen from the dead were the Liverpool players. They rose up. They tied the game. They, they, in fact, they should have won the game. Salah had a terrible penalty miss. I tried to call it. I'm like, oh, he's going to beat the goalie to the right. No, just kidding. Left and missed the net. Very un-Salah-like. But uh, it caused some excitement. So now you have Arsenal sitting at the top of the table, six points above Manchester City. But Man City has a game in hand, and they do play Arsenal in the Etihad in Manchester. So that that this season isn't over for the Gunners yet. We thought the young and gun Gunners were going to run away with this. Man City are showing why they're champions, and they are still involved with this. Now we'll go from the top, the Premier League, to the lower league, National League, and you, people still think, why are you mentioning National League? It's because of Wrexham, right? Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, they got me totally engaged on this team. And, uh, of course, with teams I get engaged with and like watching, they blew it. They lost the game to Halifax Town, while their rivals, Notts County, won a game, equaling both clubs at 100 points. Not many games left in the year. That top seed gets instant promotion to League Two. Otherwise, you have to go in the playoff with Wrexham got knocked out last year and why they are still in the National League. So to make things more interesting, Easter Monday, Notts County goes to the race course to play Wrexham. This is huge title implications on the line. Like, oh, man, I imagine Ryan and Rob will be at the game. It will it'll be amazing. Like, I don't usually get that channel or... It's hard to watch those games, but we'll see if I can at least have a live update or something. It should should be pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, you're sitting there, and you're like, whoa, what's the deal? We're just looking at Rennie. I thought you were you're having a guest today. And Ren City, we do have a guest. And, uh, yeah, let me introduce our first guest. I'm going to have to do something fancy with technology and turn the monitor. Oh, there we go. There we go. I think we got you in there. Not really. <laughs> Might need to slide over here a bit. Oh my goodness. There she is. Oh. Our first guest. <laughs> this is oh. my wife, Caitlin Shrubsoul. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. No, this is great. First, I didn't okay, know it would work me. having a guest <laughs> on, but uh, we got it to fit here. And... Uh, yeah, Caitlin, welcome aboard. Uh, with sports, uh, what are some sports that you really like watching? Oh, I don't know. Not as many as you. Obviously, F1 is my top. It's been a little harder without Danny Ricardo actually in the driver's seat this year, but whatever. I, You know, you know I like my Manchester United. Boo. Yeah, Golden State and the NBA. I'm not as great with, I mean... MLS. No, it's, that's phenomenal. You mentioned NBA. Who? <laughs> the playoffs are coming up. Who are your two teams? If you had to pick two right now, who do you think would play for the finals? Um. Well, I think Golden State will is more likely to be in the finals. I would like the Raptors to obviously get there and maybe get another championship again. What? What? But we'll see. I don't know how realistic it is. 
No, that's fair. It's it's very wide open, like our March Madness brackets. They they fell I apart. Want, I don't know if I want to talk about those. <laughs> but uh, the one of the main reasons I brought you on here, especially on Easter Sunday, is just this story you have. I find this a phenomenal story. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of wild, but. Uh, yeah. Involved kind of both of us at first, and then you really took charge. And to kind of set this up, I'll try to paint a picture a bit here. Uh, we were watching basketball. This was, uh, yeah, a few years ago. So this was when COVID was first kind of making its thing, you'd say, around there. Like 2020, yeah. Like beginning of, like, locked out. Yeah, we still had some sports before they were gone for a bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we were inside watching some basketball. And then halftime, and as you know, we do at halftime, we go outside to the car hole, or garage for fancy people, <laughs> but we went out to the car hole to have a bowl of, uh, you know, some green, you know, get to make the second... It sec was legal. Yeah, it is legal, you know, we're in Canada, and you know, we want to make the second half a little, a little more interesting, and uh, as we're coming in, I thought I heard Caitlin say something, I just kind of kept going... Grab my drink, plop down on the couch. I'm watching the game. My feet are up. I'm like, where's Caitlin? Well, maybe she's outside grabbing something. But uh, as I'm sitting there, kind of days watching my basketball game, what what was happening? <laughs> I like how you set that up. Um, well, basically, so we have a chain link fence. We have slots on it now, so it's a little bit more private. But at the time, we didn't. We're coming in from this bowl, Rennie's saying, like, I think she's yelling. He goes inside, doesn't care. Basketball's already probably on. Halftime isn't that long. I go back outside and hear someone calling, saying someone has to call 911. And then I was like, oh, okay, like, let me see. So I could see, like, directly across, because they have their, like, uh, door open. And then I could see that someone was doing um, chest compressions, like CPR. And so I called 911, and I mean, long story short-ish, <laughs> um, I told the operator what was going on, and that the woman calling for her, someone to call 911, seeing that someone was doing chest compressions, obviously somebody in um, distress, um, obviously location, all that kind of information, as you do. And um, I guess what struck everybody is kind of odd is that, um, especially in the midst of this pandemic, that we really didn't know what we were doing yet with the, with everything. It was just like lockdown. We don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, the yeah, the operator asked if I um, was able to respond, and having that training myself, I said yeah. Um, and she said, okay, like, I'll let you go so you can respond. And if you don't mind, like, basically, like, flagging, like, the ambulance will be there right away and telling them what you've told me. And I'm like, okay. So I go back into, because, of course, I was standing outside making this call. I went into the house. I grabbed my mask. I, you know, we have a, I grabbed the key and I just, it was, just ran across the street um, knocking on the door, they, somebody there is on a 911 call themselves, basically being instructed how to do CPR. And I knocked, I introduced myself, and asked them if they needed any assistance. Like, I guess I've never actually had to do CPR myself, but many people I know have, and it's 
basically pretty common knowledge that you're going to need to tap out at some point with this. It's quite a vigorous activity and I was there to kind of offer that service as well and then I reiterated to them what the operator told me like ambulance is going to be here right away. Um, and like I guess looking in on that situation is something like I've relayed to my husband here and other people um, like the person there, I could see them clear as day, like, they, they're, like, white as paper, you know, like, that white, like, um, and, and I knew then, like, it, it didn't look good, uh, obviously, uh, it felt like it was, like, I felt like hours had gone by waiting for this ambulance between me, like, hanging up my phone, going across the street, and then waiting for this ambulance to arrive, and they did. But, like, it was honestly probably a minute, if that, but it felt forever. What was the scene like inside the house? You said this person was laying there white as a ghost. You had already contacted them. They were trying to do the CPR. Could you sense the panic in them? Like, did, oh. they, did they pick up the seriousness of the situation? I, I really, like, they really did. Like, I remember, like, knocking and saying my name and then person on the phone it's like there's some lady here telling me about assistance and then from that I was like okay maybe I'll just take like a step back I've let them know I'm here I've let them know I'm here to help but I think in their situation too they're still in that same sense of chaos and panic being like okay I just like I can only listen to one person at the time and me being like well the person they should listen to is obviously the operator telling them how to do CPR so then I literally kind of just stood on their front step being like, holy fuck, like, where's the ambulance? I'm not hearing sirens. I'm not hearing anything. I'm not seeing anything. There, you know, there's people outside, like, staring at me being like, what is this, like, crazy woman doing? Um, you thinking the same thing? Um, I'm quite a nosy neighbor. I guess I always kind of know what's going on in the neighborhood. So you have the, basically have to think, thinking that that's all I was doing is just inserting myself into something. Until that is kind of what I, because I was sitting there, and I heard the door open, and Kate and grabbed her keys, and I, again, I wasn't thinking much of it, and I was watching the game, and as my eyes were kind of going across the screen, they kept going, going to the window, and I'm like, is that Caitlin across the street? So me and our cat, Nermal, both go up, and we're looking across the street, like, what is she doing over there? And, uh, yeah, you said the ambulance showed up, and... Yeah, and I, so I I guess maybe I, it's just the Grey's Anatomy watching or the house where an ambulance typically just says two people. Please don't quote me on this. I obviously don't know the protocol clearly from the <laughs> rest of this. But there was three, and I was like, okay. Anyways, the first person gets out, starts don't if you, I mean, if you work in healthcare or been in the hospital, you generally have seen somebody in the yellow gown and the face mask, everything, which is what everybody was using during COVID, uh, you know, PPE is, I guess, every, most people know, and um, one person, like, I don't know where they even came from. They like it seemed like they sprang out of the ambulance. Like in that moment, they were just grabbing everything. And so I was telling them, 
you know, the per the race I thought the person was, like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, you're gonna need, like, all the naloxone you have, um, they asked if I administered any, I said I didn't, and I said, you know, that it, my estimate of time of how long compressions had been going on for, and the fact that the person was unconscious, and then they just said, okay, thank you, and then... I kind of was like, okay, you know, go across the street, go back home, I'm fine, whatever. Get in the door, and um, it was like this just this wave hit me of what actually just happened. It, 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 it was a matter of minutes, felt like hours, and um, at our back door, we just have like three steps, and then it's the kitchen, and I ended up just like, hitting my back against the wall and the doorway, like, sideways, and just, like, slumped down and started bawling my eyes out because now I'm just, like, all, like, feeling all these emotions of what is going on and just seeing someone who, I mean, I'm obviously, again, I can't speak. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not anything. But the person, to me... I mean, they looked like they were almost deceased. And then that happened, I know, a little bit later. I saw the person getting, like, walking, actually, to the ambulance. And I remember saying to you, that doesn't even look like the same person. But, I, I like, at that time, I just, like, slumped down, crying. And in the midst of COVID and Renny watching basketball... He looks at me, still sitting, like he didn't get up or anything, but he's still on the couch, looks through the kitchen, like from the living room to where I'm sitting, sobbing my eyes out, like barely audible, making god-awful noises, and says, could you please just wash your hands? I know you've been through a lot. This COVID was new. We didn't know what to expect. And, uh... Yeah, she really jumped to the occasion. I had no idea any of this was happening. I was gung-ho gung on watching my hoops. But she went over and she made the call to the ambulance. They came and they were able to administer... Is it naloxone? Am I saying that right? I think yes. And uh, the um, thing, if you're not familiar with naloxone, it, what it does is it reverses an opioid uh, overdose. So these are things like... We're almost... Like, we should probably have one, you know? You never know. Like, we don't use hard drugs or anything like that, but you never know, like, in this instance, this could reverse an overdose and save a life, so it's crazy that this, something like this could even happen, and I, I wanted to, I wanted Caitlin to come on and share this experience, as traumatizing as it was, seeing someone that's potentially dead, and reversing that and bringing them back, and it's, it just shows, like, you don't have to wear a cape to be a hero, she's not wearing one right now, but, uh, like, you we can all do this. We can help save a life. And thanks again for doing what you did. I was bad. Usually I'm pretty responsive in emergency. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it was a tight game. I can't even remember the game. Shows you how awesome it was. I, I couldn't tell you who was playing either. It, it just seems to happen. I'm like not that. a hero, but thank you. I don't know. I guess it's just like that fight or flight instinct. It's, it's very important, especially this stuff can go, not maybe the overdosing part, but just bringing people back, like the scary moment with Christian Erickson that happened at Euros, with him having a, 
uh, cardiac arrest right on the field and the chest compressions and the AED saving lives. We were watching that game live. It was one of the scariest things I've ever seen, you know. And in, it's sports and life intertwined so much. And, um, yeah. you know, it's just stuff that we should be watching and paying attention to. Not just sports, but how to help people in these situations. And sports can sometimes do that. So thanks again for coming on the show, Caitlin. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's not easy to share that stuff. But, uh, again, thank you. Oh, and thanks uh, for having me. No problem. This is a first time with a guest. I hope it went well. We hope to have many more. <laughs> Again, happy Easter. Uh, if you're with your loved ones, give them a hug. If you unfortunately can't be with your loved ones, you know, light a candle, do what you got to do, because everybody uh, should be loved, especially on today. So happy Easter. Thanks again, Caitlin. Oh, thank you. Happy Easter. And uh, we'll see you the next time. Playoffs will be started. Ren City out. Oh, Ren City out. <laughs>